Welcome to the Special Interest Podcast. I'm Alex. And I'm Carly. We are the creators and hosts. As two women who received late autism diagnoses, we are passionate about educating, celebrating, and highlighting autistic identities. This life-changing diagnosis opened a whole new world to us both. Our special interests have been so important in our journey of self-discovery through our autism diagnosis. Special interests provide autistics with an element of regulation, comfort, and support. We want to provide a platform where others can share the joy of their special interests. Our podcast aims to represent diverse autistic identities through an inclusive community where autistic voices are valued, validated, and seen. We're excited for you to join us on our journey of learning and story sharing. Join us weekly as we share about our own experiences and other autistic stories. My Thanksgiving was really nice. It was, we had a lot of yummy food and my family asked questions about our podcast, which I really appreciated. It was like very supportive and nice. Wow, that's so cool. What kind of questions did they ask? Just like general questions about autism and kind of, you know, I had never discussed it with them yet. So they were just kind of asking me about autism, which was really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. I'm glad that did someone bring it up or did you bring it up? Like, how did it they come brought up? It up. Yeah. Wow. Listening to your podcast and we saw online that you're autistic. And I was like, yeah, I am. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. That was cool. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm glad that that came up. That type of stuff hasn't come up at all in my like external family. So, and I'm waiting. I'm like, talk to me about autism. (laughs) We should get like shirts for our podcast (laughs) to all the family events. So people have to ask. I know, right? Things I want to talk about. Podcast. (laughs) How was your Thanksgiving? It was really nice. We went to our friend's house and got to spend Thanksgiving with their family, which was really cool to see like the dynamic and everything. And so there was like a lot of us there in like a small little space. And I felt like super comfortable the whole time. And we we spent a good amount of time there. It was good. It was fun. The food was really good. Uh, there was like some Portuguese food there, which was good. It was nice. And then we went like for a walk at night, which was super needed. <laughs> and it was oh, so awesome. nice out. It was like hot out that day. So it was so weird to have like a first like tropical Thanksgiving. Wow. <laughs> but like, even though it was so nice and I had like a really great time and I felt really good the whole time. I was so drained from that day and literally I think just recovered two days ago it's been like a weird weird time yeah I agree I got COVID right after Thanksgiving so it's been a super weird time Um, which like you know COVID is terrible but it made me stay home and like take care of myself so I guess Mm. that might be a silver lining Definitely. Are you feeling better now? I am feeling much better. Yes. That's wonderful. Do, do you do any like what kind of 
self-care did you do to regain some energy? I allowed myself to sit on the couch for four full days. Um, I played some video games, which I haven't done in a while. Animal Crossing, which I love. And I started playing Legend of Zelda again, which is a really fun game. And I read books and I drank a lot of tea. I recently started eating meat again. So I've been having like a lot of like chicken soup and chicken broth, which is so yummy. That sounds really nice, though. That sounds like a great rest time that you had staying home and playing video games sounds like a lot of fun. Which reminds me, actually, on one of the days when I was kind of in my funk, I ended up eating ramen, which like like instant ramen. And that's something that when I would stay home as a kid, I would always eat when I would stay home. And it, so it was kind of like pleasing my inner child that way. But then I felt like absolute crap after, like even more because of, I'm sure all the sodium that's in it. But it was just like kind of funny because I was like, wow, the things that I thought were helpful for me to kind of like get out of the funk actually like made me stay in it. And so then, you know, after a couple of days and I like ended up going back to the gym and I had like, it was a pretty rough workout at first because it was just so difficult. Like, and I felt like I was sweating out all my demons. <laughs> But it was just like such an interesting realization. I was like, wow, okay, the things that they tell you that work actually work like exercise and eating healthy. And like, I've been cooking all my meals this week and just been feeling like so much better. Oh, good. All of Carly's ramen demons. (laughs) But yeah, that's great that you got back to the gym and moved your body. I feel like it's so hard to get into the practice of movement, but last night after watching I watched a lot of documentaries while I was sick too and I watched Stuts it's on Netflix it's so good highly recommend I took notes while I watched it and I watched Limitless which we've already talked about and I after watching those two I was like maybe I should try some movement because I was feeling so much better last night and I did and afterwards I felt so great and like my knee has been bothering me lately because I haven't been moving as much so I feel like movement's definitely so important I know isn't it amazing just like a little bit of movement like really like uh it feels so good and then it like gets better and better almost I've never had this mindset I I always hated the gym I hated moving I was never a sports person I tried but I wasn't coordinated so I just am like it's I don't know I'm in that sweet spot I guess right now where it feels good and I just don't want to stop yeah that's nice I was there and then I don't know what happened but well, you just, it's a practice. Think of it yeah. as a practice. You just got to go back. I'm grateful that I teach yoga four times a week because that's mm-hmm. super motivating. Right. So Carly, you mentioned like being burnt out from Thanksgiving. And I'm just curious, you know, I experienced something similar, but like, what do you feel like led to that? I think I might have mentioned it 
but even though I was so comfortable in my setting, it still is a place that I feel like I have to mask at, you know, I'm not completely my truest self there's still these walls up around me there's like boundaries and not that it's a bad thing it's just like how my body reacts I can't it's hard to put into words when it's not even something that I mean to do because like I mentioned I can feel comfortable the only place that I feel like I don't have to mask is at home and especially when I was discovering that I was autistic, that metaphor made so much sense to me because at the time we were in COVID and it was during when we first had to start masking. During that time, I literally had to put on a physical mask, putting it on and off and you would come home and you could take it off with the people that you were in your house with. And it was almost like, it, it tied in with, to that aha moment of realizing that I was autistic and masking and it was just like, whoa, almost to that same feeling of having this layer between me and other people. I, I mean, I try to let people in as much as I can. I'm very open book in that sense, but at the same time, it's, it's masking. <laughs> what do you think? What is masking like for you? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Kind of going off what you're saying, masking is a default setting. Like I step out of my door and I'm masked. Like it doesn't, it almost doesn't matter like who I'm around. Like if I'm in a social setting, I'm masked. And that could be around my family. Like if me and my family are out at a restaurant, I'm masking. If I'm at home with like, you know, my mom, dad, and brother, I feel comfortable to take my mask off. But like Thanksgiving, even though I'm like you were saying, I'm so comfortable around my family, but there's just so many people there. It's a holiday. It's a social setting. So I'm masked and that takes a lot of energy. And yeah, like you were saying about like, I think that's a really uh, great comparison with COVID and putting like a physical mask on And then like, once you step out your door and then taking it off when you come home around the people who you're comfortable around. So yeah, it's like, I've had people say to me before, like, oh, you don't have to mask around me. And it's like, well, I really appreciate them saying that. It's almost like sometimes I don't have a choice, not that I don't have a choice, but I'm not aware that I'm even masking. It's just been so programmed into me since I was a kid from, you know, our social programming and how to act in public. Even now I do it. It takes work to undo. I guess like the only thing that we should maybe like touch on is just like add that masking isn't deceitful or it's not something that is a bad thing towards like other people it's like a act of self-preservation in a way but like not for our own mental health for our social status Mm, yes and especially towards like things that we learned especially as 
women, we are so programmed to be a specific way yeah. to conform and I will not conform. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's like in the Stutz documentary, how he was talking about your like um, perfect person like the mm-hmm. way you want people to view you I'm like oh my god that's the mask yes that's a good example like, in a way like if you talk about it like that like not to disregard like autistics but like everybody has a mask right especially in social environments you know that's a, like the one thing that I get so frustrated at is when you go anywhere and someone says hi how are you and you're just expected to say yeah. good and you <laughs> oh my god seriously it's like what does that mean <laughs> It's like, hi, how are you? In parentheses. I don't really care. <laughs> I right. think it's like a meme that I saw lately. Like, <laughs> it's so true. But then like I, I do care and I do want people to tell me. And I'm like, why, why will you not tell me? I love yeah. finding like better questions to ask people because mm-hmm. I'm really terrible at small talk. Oh, me too. It's and I never realized that how much I hated small talk until I learned about my own mask. And I was like, wait, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I've always known I was bad at it. I will like, but at the same time, I always wonder if the other person is just as bad as I am, because there'll be times that we're just standing there if it's one-on-one and neither of us will have anything to say. So I'm like, am I the one that has to bring the conversation? Are you the one that's going to start the conversation? Okay, guess we'll just stand here in silence. (laughs) I think that, so I've been good at small talk, but I have a script in my head and it's like, Mm. I'm so visual. Like I can actually see the script with like, and it's like, um topic cards in my own brain mm-hmm. and it's like these are all the things that are appropriate to ask and talk about <laughs> conversation and then I just go through the list I'm like how's the weather did you have a nice weekend what'd you have for dinner last night <laughs> like just all of these small talk like question cards in my brain yeah but for me it's honestly it's almost like the vibe like what vibe am I getting yeah right like because facial expressions don't really tell me anything <laughs> right yeah I did fail that portion of the oh my autism test <laughs> I was like wow I don't and it was news to me I was like I don't understand people's expressions huh right and I thought I I didn't think that was going to be a poor skill of mine not same I was shocked <laughs> <laughs> and I mean on top of that too like it it is kind of funny like I am such an observer. I've observed people for my whole life. Like I am a sociology major. Like I literally (laughs) made it my whole life of like learning and like people observing and I, I failed. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, maybe it's because like people fake and wear their own mask too of like having a facial expression that says that they're happy, but really they're not. And am I just supposed to know that? Yeah, like, I mean, when you talk about it like that, facial expressions really don't mean shit, so. <laughs> right, I think we're on to something here. <laughs> I think we are. I think everybody is wearing a mask and nobody knows anything that's going on ever. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, they just are skin suits that we just have to wear <laughs> around. <laughs> this social code that we obey in our skin suits. <laughs> yep. We're all just made to conform. <laughs> we are yeah I don't know why I'm laughing I think I still have skin suits stuck in my head which is (laughs) kind of creeping me out honestly (laughs) 
Okay. Anyways, so that's really anyways. <laughs> so masking, and no. so yeah. I mean, masking it isn't intentional, but mm. it does help protect us in social situations. But unfortunately, it does lead to burnout. Yes. And for me, I definitely felt that this past weekend in this past week, getting back into routine. Yeah, it's like if you the amount of energy that gets allotted to masking, it's a lot. Like if you take like a neurotypical person and an autistic person, the neurotypical person isn't using any energy to mask really because it's just like a normal function for them but for us even though I say it's a default setting it's a default setting that takes a lot of energy it's like you know if you're thinking about humans like a computer it's like autistics have this software that automatically goes on when you turn on your computer and it stays on and it uses up like all of the battery of your computer Yes, that is a great way to put it. And it's like neurotypical people don't have that software on their computer. So they're able to be social and not have a huge burnout afterwards. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that leads me to another question. Would you define yourself as an introvert or an extrovert? I still am unsure. I guess now I would say I'm probably more of an introvert, which before my whole life, I appeared as an extrovert. But I think that's because when I was younger, I didn't understand, you know, the rules of society. And now that I have a better understanding of them, and I'm, you know, I spend more energy trying to follow the rules which is my mask. Um, And while I'm trying to kind of break my mask apart and not mask as much, I would say now that I'm more of an introvert, because even though I'm like, I would say I'm good at socializing, but it does take a lot of energy. And so I really need that time alone to recharge. Also, now that I'm more connected to myself, I think before I was an extrovert, as like a way of dissociating from myself and I used hanging out with people to dissociate and not connect with myself and now I really prioritize connecting to myself and listening to my own voice and so that time by myself is so important what would you say Carly yeah I definitely agree I am and have always been an introvert uh I think we've kind of established those differences between Alex and I of her as a child and me uh but I definitely need space to recharge after social situations I also will say that that involves circling yourself with people who allow you to be yourself and I think as you mentioned like getting closer to yourself getting closer to myself I realize who I can be myself around with and for an example like you Alex you're one of the people that I do feel like I don't like you don't drain my energy because I think we have a lot of the same interests and we do those interests together whereas 
you know, in your early 20s, you go out and go to restaurants or bars, and that becomes a whole scene in itself. And I think that that was definitely something that I involved myself in, but it was definitely a way to dissociate and not confront what I needed to confront. So now I, going back to the last episode, I will take space for myself and not follow through with plans if they don't resonate in those moments. Yeah, I totally agree. And just going off of what Carly said about like enjoying my time with Carly, something I appreciate so much is breaking apart my mask is part of that is also connecting to like my inner child. And so something <laughs> that I love when Carly and I hang out is we like Carly will be like making a painting and I'll be like playing music in the corner and like we're each doing our own thing but we're like hanging out and we're like sitting on the floor and just like doing things that make our own hearts happy together and like that's just so that makes my glass so full so if you're Mm. my friend and you want to do things like that with me I am so open to it (laughs) (laughs) yeah parallel play is like so fun because like you said you can be doing your own thing and I could be doing my own thing and then we'll like get so excited about what we're working on and be like hey look at what I'm doing and last year we made uh vision boards together which was so fun I remember we had some music playing and that was such a good time I think I think what we're both trying to say is the more we connect to ourselves and each other the cheesier we become (laughs) seriously so now transitioning off of that and going back to talking about burnout we both mentioned how this holiday had left us in funks had left us feeling burnt out left us (laughs) yeah left Alex with COVID unfortunately and yeah just low energy how would you describe other experiences of burnout after masking at events I mean this was a daily life event but when I was a teacher I would mask from the moment I walked into the building until you know pretty much the moment I walked out unless I had you know some time to myself but um, I was masking the whole time and I would get home and I would just be a, a shell you know I would just go straight to the couch and zone out and then go to bed just because I had no energy to do anything else Uh, one of my friends just had a birthday party and while I had so much fun at her party and I got to see so many of my friends and we had a great time afterwards I was so burnt out and I just had to take time and space to be alone about you Carly what kind of like other things would you say like about other events you've been to Mm, definitely relate to just going home sitting on the couch and zoning out in like the darkness you won't even like put a tv on or anything like it'll just be no senses it's like just being alone something that does help me now with that is meditating because it's going it's being alone but it's finding like comfort and peace with that being alone but before meditation it used to be really difficult and I 
would carry that burnout over and over, which then led to quitting my job and selling all my belongings and fleeing the country. (laughs) 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 Kidding, but not kidding. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely, I like what you brought up about like cumulative burnout and then it leads to like one big burnout. You know, I also experienced that so I think like kind of thinking and reflecting on this too it comes back to learning about the autism diagnosis and just how validating that was for the human experience and having this new language to use to accommodate ourselves because we felt this burnout for so long and it just kept trickling over and over and over but now we actually understand why what it is and how we can help ourselves and I think that became so important and I think that's like one of the most important things that I would want people to know because we try to you know share and come out to people that we love that we're autistic but they're not understanding why or I'm not finding that they're understanding why and one thing that I would want to share is that the reason I talk about my feelings and what I've gone through is so other people can understand or maybe if they can relate they would feel validated as well and it can actually help get out of that burnout faster figure out the steps that you need to get out of it quicker help make the steps to take your mask off as well that's what I gotta say about that yeah I think you know being able to figure out that I'm autistic and get a diagnosis, like you said, just give me access to tools that I can use to accommodate myself and to advocate for myself, which definitely helps to lessen the amount of burnout I experience. Yes, definitely. Just talking about burnout because thinking back to when I experienced my worst of the burnout which was when I quit my job and thinking about how long that lasted for me which was for me about a year plus I feel like I've just recently started to recover and come out of those feelings of burnout is that something that you can speak on or relate to yeah I think like from the level of burnout we were both at it it takes a long time to rebound and I would definitely say that I'm still recovering from that and you know like also just because I feel like I get burned out way more easily now Um, you know, I might hang out with somebody for a day and then I'm like, Ooh, I'm good for the next week. Like, (laughs) uh, and I've never been like this. I feel like, you know, Carly has known me for a while and I was social literally every minute of every single day in college and after college. And now that I understand myself better, I know that I need time for myself. And I think, yeah, I would say that I'm still in recovery just because of the way that big burnout is still affecting me. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, but I, sorry, um, (laughs) I'm going to be like, I. (laughs) (laughs) This is like such a silly episode. I feel like we're, we're both coming out of weird 
week weeks and now we're like socializing with each other so it's it's like hey how how do you person how do you people how do I people (laughs) when I sometimes I don't even realize that I am burnt out and uh burnout might lead to a breakdown which still happens for me um not a lot less than it used to (laughs) used to happen almost every day but now maybe it'll happen like a few times a month if I'm not really listening to my body and breakdowns are super unpleasant which Mm. we'll talk about I feel like we'll talk about that in another episode just because it's a hard topic and I'm not prepared for that today (laughs) Kyra agrees she wants to wait on that topic Kyra if you want to be on the podcast you can fill out google form (laughs) which brings up a good point that we have now created a form for our potential podcast guests to fill out. So if you would like to be on our podcast, please send us an email. And our email is pod.thespecialinterest at gmail.com. That's P-O-D dot the special interest at gmail.com. And just tell us that you would like to be on our podcast Or if you're not comfortable with being on a podcast, we would love to highlight you and your special interest. Or if you're passionate about a topic in autism because you recognize not all autistics have special interests, another option is to talk about a topic in autism like masking. So if you're interested in that, if you would like to learn more information about being on our podcast send us an email and we have information to send you now and some forms for you to fill out. And we'd love to have you on our podcast. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm back. (laughs) It's been a crazy household over here today. So one thing I wanted to add about burnout and especially when they lead to breakdowns is being super overly stimulated. And so I guess that's another way that I would explain what masking is and especially going through the holiday was just being super overstimulated with so many sensations, both, you know, mostly good, but also energy training. Yeah. Wow. That's such a good point. I can't believe I didn't think of that because that is so accurate. Yeah. Just like so many different sensory inputs like so many people talking at once you know maybe being around a lot of bright lights a lot of people a lot of different smells all very good smells but there's a lot there's a lot going on um a lot of like tactile senses are being activated as well so yeah that's such a good point carly that definitely adds to the burnout absolutely yeah i just thought of it and thought it was important to add (laughs) that is important that's a that's a huge part of it (laughs) yeah like we said weird week (laughs) what does recovery look like for you Carly I guess I will say refer back to episode three if you want to hear some more of our coping skills because those are some of the tools that we use in order 
to help with their recovery. I had mentioned in this episode about using certain meals that I find to be helpful and familiar and like safe foods during recovery are really important to me. And I think it's important to have coping skills that are good for high energy levels and low energy levels. So for me this past week, it was low energy that I was feeling from the burnout that I was trying to recover from. So the tools that helped me this specific week were eating those safe foods, meditating, exercising, which didn't come until I got through the low moods. Eating healthy meals then became really important to actually recover. I will say I had to take some space for a couple days to regain the energy, but then having the tools to get out of that low energy because you can get really caught in that web very easily. And yeah, that's what's kind of helped me this week. How about you? Yeah, I love how you talked about safe foods because those are so important when I'm in recovery. And like for me, like a safe food is just something that I enjoy eating and like is easy for me to make, easy to access. So like I I mentioned before, I ate a lot of chicken soup and chicken broth. It was really good. So nourishing. And just taking time and space to rest sleeping is great to just be alone and reconnect with myself and this is already mentioned in episode three but journaling meditating doing yoga if I have the energy for it if not just accepting that I don't and finding things that are good for me in the moment and I also like what Carly said you know everybody's recovery from burnout is going to look different just because every autistic is different. Thanks for sharing. And I hope that you are able to find yourself getting back into routines this week. I know that will be difficult coming off of this slow week, but remember just to give yourself the grace and be gentle with what your needs might be getting back into your routine as well. Yeah, thank you. So that's all, folks. (laughs) Send us an email if you want to be on the podcast. We already know Kyra's in line as the first person. So (laughs) thoughts are filling up. Sign up to be on it. Yep. Follow us on Instagram. Share the podcast with your friends and family. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.